Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back it is another episode of no bets barred this time for ufc apex 64 marina rodriguez taking on amanda lemos last card we see another flyweight under lose you know at least the heavyweight unders go one and two but it, it really feels like our institutions are crumbling around us here jet they are it's it's sad but we have a lot of opportunity to get them back this week so you know, some are saying that we should abandon them entirely. I, you know, I like to go down with the ship. I'm that kind of guy. So, uh, especially on a fight card like this, where let's be honest, not a lot of interesting things oh, happening. Man. So we might as well stick to our guns. <laughs> That's what uh, I say. Yeah, you're not understating that. These uh, these last four fight nights uh, kind of mashed in between. Uh, you know, two eighty and two eighty one. Not been the most intriguing. Connor, I mean this incredible, like dead serious. <laughs> I want you to be serious. Until yesterday when uh, a coworker texted me and was like, hey, asking about um, some coverage stuff for 281. I did not realize that 281 was next weekend, that it's already oh, yeah. here. I was just like, it's oh, here. okay, well, like, I don't know. I just assumed it was another bad fight night card. And then he was like, hey, can you do this thing on 281? I was like, oh. That's next Friday or Saturday. Well, that makes sense why this fight card sucks. Then, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I, the UFC. You know, they're competing with football. You know, the World Series, everything else going on. These fight nights, I feel like, should put something on. Let's just get, let's just have have an event so we can say we had an event, and we'll focus on the pay per views. It's so frustrating, man. It's just talked about this on one of our post shows, or maybe it was a preview show. It's just like. The ESPN deal just is killing me, dude. Like having to hit 42 events a year or maybe it's 46. I think it actually might be 46. It's just, it's so many of them. And like, we didn't, we, we sort of alluded to, we didn't talk about it. Last week was not a UFC event. Last week was Arnold Allen versus Calvin Cater and an LFA card. Half the fighters on it were from LFA it was an LFA card, and that's fine. I don't mind LFA. LFA is okay on a Friday night if you got nothing else to do, whatever. It's a decent feeder promotion, but it shouldn't be the UFC. And it's we're getting something similar here, though I do think this this fight card is better than last week's. So I will say that. I agree with um, that. But it's just like it would be – I this one doesn't even bother me that much. I just feel like if we could just lose one event a month – 
that would just make every event better because the fight, like you would have to condense those fights a little better, give us more time to enjoy things as opposed to the constant churn of new fight night, new fight night, new fight night, pay-per-view, new fight night, new. It's just so much, man. And then you get something like this and it's just like, I guess, whatever, who cares? <laughs> it is, dude. And you, you know, you kind of, no one came here to to listen to us, you know, vent on the the UFC's scheduling issues. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Let me tell it, you it, how bad this card is, Connor. Like, like, dude, we work in the industry, and like, it kind of feels like a lot. I'm imagining for the especially the more casual fans, it's like, mm, no need for me to tune into this. Yeah, it's, I think it's easier for the casual fans because the casual fans don't feel obligated to watch everything. They can just go to MMAfighting.com, great website, great and website. check out. You know, the results, see the highlights, et cetera. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll, it's it's I'll catch the better highlight. to be casual. Maybe, in this maybe I'll tune in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe I'll tune in for the main event. We'll see, yeah. you know, straw weight title implications, maybe. So, yeah, I'll tune in for the main event. Connor, here again, I think this card's better than last week, but you know how you can tell it's a bad card? DraftKings Dumb. doesn't even have props up. Right Am now, I right? They don't Am have I right? anything. We it record is just this. lines and over unders. Wednesday morning right now, and like I can't get my typical alt over one and a halfs anywhere. Like this is the props are taking forever this week. Whereas like a pay per view card, you've got props on friggin' Monday night. You've yeah. got everything by Wednesday morning. It the it really is. We record like, on Wednesday mornings is because the props usually don't come out till Tuesday evening. So we'll record on Wednesday morning so we can have the full range of bets. It's just like nope. Like even even DraftKings doesn't care about this one, man. I mean, it's uh, and like it, going back to last week too, it got made so much worse that it was Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater, and then an LFA fight, and then Calvin Cater injures his his leg in the first round. It was very very disappointing. That whole that whole card last week was incredibly frustrating from oh, just about every possible angle. That card was frustrating. It, it felt like there was no stakes. It felt like there really wasn't that many eyes on it. There wasn't that much excitement for it. And then I just got murked on my bets. Like it was just like, I started good. Uh, I hit, I hit my first two bets and then I just went on a tear of like missing five in a row. I, I broke even on the UFC last week, actually. So I had a couple underdogs hit which helped backtrack losing more bets than I won. But I got, I took a big, big, big <laughs> from old Andy Silver. I may have misjudged Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul to the tune of multiple, multiple units. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to name names, but uh, there is a man on MMA Fighting's team that had a hefty, uh, a, a, a sum that I would have been uncomfortable with on Anderson Silva. There are more more than a man from the MMA <laughs> Fighting's team. That yeah. number is greater than one and maybe greater <laughs> than two, actually. Yeah, yeah when, I was, uh, when I was told the amount of money that a few people had on Anderson Silva, I was like, oh, wow. I, I was nervous about my, you know... $40 bet on him. Uh, you guys are talking about, you know, rent payments and whatnot. My issue was just that the line kept moving and I'm an idiot. And I couldn't, <laughs> like, I couldn't get away from it. I was like, well, I took it at 150. Now it's 175. Well, now it's 200. Well like, how do I not keep taking, <laughs> taking more and more? And in my head, 
I made I made the classic error of like uh, the only thing I am grateful for is that I at least was code like cognizant enough to realize that I was exposing myself a lot because like I had a moment where I was like, what if I just bet everything? Cause this is going to hit. And then I was like, everyone, this line keeps moving in direct violation of everything. I think in my head, I have to be missing something here. And that thought alone kept me from bankrupting myself. And it turns out I in fact was missing something. So it's good, but man, I was very surprised by that outcome. And I shouldn't be. In hindsight, it actually makes total sense. I'm just a moron, which is always the risk of gambling. If you're a moron, sometimes that's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, we talk about being a moron. I was, you know, the the fight to go to a decision was at plus money. And all week I was just like, this is going to a decision. This is going to a decision. I, I promise you, I don't think uh, Paul is going to be able to touch him up enough to knock him out. I don't think Silva is going to knock him out. It is going to go to a decision. So being the smart man that I am, I played Anderson Silva by decision instead of just taking the fight goes to a decision. Uh, so I lost money on that as well, yeah. which was sick. Just the whole thing. I realized pretty early on, I think in like the fourth round is when I realized that I was probably screwed because I had it. Uh, I had Silva up four, three heading into the last round, but I assumed that I most judges so didn't. Um yeah. And moreover, I realized like my whole, I wrote, I wrote about it for the website. Um, my whole thing was like, yeah, I know Jake Paul's younger, but what does that mean? Like he, he's not going to knock out Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva doesn't get knocked out. He's been knocked out one time. The Weidman KO, like Jake Paul is a, is a big puncher. Sure. But he's not going to land a big shot. And all of that was true. I just totally discounted the fact that Jake Paul would in fact punch him <laughs> it's like he would continue to work while anderson would do anderson things and yeah you know through threw away that fight jake paul won that fight no questions asked i ain't got nothing to, to argue that for sure it is the only thing is he won the fight because for five rounds anderson didn't fight <laughs> which is what yeah. we should have expected it's anderson silva but in my head i just couldn't get past it, it was like He's just going to beat him because he's better than him. And he was when the times he tried, and then he couldn't try that much because he's almost 50, and that's just who he is. It's great game plan, great work from Jake Paul. Didn't see the knockdown coming. Um, no, that was the stamp. I like had a little bit of hope left, and then when the knockout – because he, he came out so aggressive in the eighth round, uh, and then when the knockdown came, I was like, it's over. Yeah, I really – yeah, and honestly, it was just great work from Jake because like, I yeah. thought Anderson coming out putting his, his own stamp on the eighth round because every time he had come forward and just sort of bullied Jake, he was doing it. He was very successful in doing so. I was like, yes, you should have been doing this literally the rest of the entire fight, and then Jake just – Clips him with the right hand, sits him on his butt. You know, not a big shot. Didn't really hurt Anderson, but sat him, sat him down, and that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need to, to get the definitive round. So, mm -hmm. Jake Paul keeps on winning. I, I know people who have just bet on him every single fight, and they they just view him as a money machine. I, I am a little bit jealous of them because on numerous occasions, uh, I have bet against them. So, moving on to UFC Apex 64, there we were two reasons— <laughs> 
uh, it looks like we're going to have to. We're, we're sitting in these studios. We got microphones in front of our faces, and I got more bets than I intended to have locked in. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I look at it. I'm like, how did I end up here? I was like, clean, green, four bets. I'm going to go 4-0, and oh, and I'm just going to get back on it. We're week. on the 2-1. Nope. 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 I, I have eight singles in a parlay like yeah, because that's what it is. I was like, I'm not even going to do a parlay this week. Four bets. That's all you're getting out of me. And I'm going to I'm going to win money out <laughs> three and one at worst. This yep, is awesome. We got eight bets and then I'm going to finish down three units. And I'm going to be like, what went wrong? Like, Why did I trust? Uh, why did I trust Derek Minner with my money? Why did I trust? Uh, you know, I love this so much. <laughs> Have, uh, so yeah, I have nine two. singles in a parlay oh my and, an, God. and a floating parlay piece. I don't have anything to tie it to. I'll probably just leave it as an open. We are, uh, we are like, we are one degenerates Two, we're just what the bookies love. Like the bookies listen to this podcast. They're like fucking idiots. I love these guys. They're so good. After the donations they made last week with Jared Vandera's submission, let's see what they come up with this week. Look. I maintain firmly that that's a good bet. It didn't cash, but one of these days it's gonna cash. And I, it, it's like they didn't got him. They didn't got him. I know. That's do you do you play fantasy football? Uh, yes, I uh, have many well, times. I know people don't care about fantasy football, but this analogy feels incredibly appropriate. I drafted Kyle Pitts in several teams this year. It's not been going great for me, but you can't cut Kyle Pitts because the day you cut him. That's the day that that he is going to to go off, and then you're going to feel like an asshole. And that's where I am with, with Jared Vander by submission, baby. I so can't you, you not feel, bet it because no, the time I, I don't, it's going to hit for plus two thousand, and I'm going to feel 100%. like the biggest asshole in the world. A hundred percent. I was, you know, to tie it back to football. The flip side of that, the Atlanta Falcons started six and zero against the spread. I picked up on it when they were like three and zero. I was like, as soon as I bet this, they're they're gonna lose four and zero. I was like, no, I'll I'll, I'll hang on for just another <laughs> five and zero. I was like, I'll just hang on another minute longer. Six and I was like, all right, I gotta get in now. This is where it ends. They play the Bengals. They get bludgeoned. It was never even close. Didn't even come close to covering the spread. It, it's just the way it works. Like you can't get in on cool trends unless you get in on the ground floor. And if we quit Jared Vanderab, I sub at this point. His next fight, he's choking someone out in the first oh, round. Go go Plata! It's just gonna be the, it's gonna be the sickest sub too. It's just gonna oh, kill yeah. me. So I'm hit, I'm it, in. It's gonna put him in the title picture immediately. That's how that's how good it's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, My, two there's, reasons. There's no price you can pay for peace of mind, and the peace of mind I get by knowing that I won't miss if Jared Vander hits. It's worth it's worth the bet. It's worth the bet. What I can't wait for is when he go, has to go back to the regional scene, and then we're betting like a, uh, yeah, no, maybe an LFA, <laughs> an or, actual LFA card, yeah, LFA Jared Vandera by submission, and one day we'll cash as long as they keep giving sub props and that man keeps getting in rings and octagons. I will continue to bet him to win by submission. One day someone's gonna whisper in ear, his ear and be like, "Yeah, man, you're." Uh, BJJ Black, though, you can just take this guy down. <laughs> you you know how to do this, so it's going to be great. You don't have to stand and strike with the former pro boxer that uh, you know has some height and reach on you and and skill advantage. <laughs> just just a little bit, just a baby bit. All right, so two things I was excited for for this card. One, Marina Rodriguez, Rodriguez. You know, I, the Brazilian thing always makes me want to call her hot. No, I, I, I MMA has just made my brain mush. I oh, do yeah. all ours are are 
are the soft R. That's what I think too. And then when I was watching tape on her, uh, Buffer called her Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, No, no, it's Rodriguez. We'll we'll go with one of the two. I'll be mixing it up. I'll show. Uh, I want to see her fight. I want to see her get a title shot. I've been on Marina for for a minute now. I'm excited to see her fight. The other reason I was excited, Jelton Almeida. Oh, can't couldn't wait to see him fight. That's a shame. Couldn't wait. I mean, that guy is must see television for me. Him on the prelims of a of an Apex card is just as big as as a as a pay per view title fight main event for me. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about when Jelton Almeida gets in the ring. Uh, I usually overexpose myself like into the oblivion on him. I think I had like 12 units of exposure on him last time out. Uh, I was looking forward to doing the exact same thing, and we lose him. Well, He's I mean, off the card. We lost Heartbreak. him from this card. We only have to wait till January for him now. I mean, the guy is ready. I, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. It was a very sad saga. He had just landed in Vegas when he got the news. Oh, really? Also found out wasn't going to get a fight. He starts tweeting. He's like, I, I was made for this. Like, I'm not broken. This doesn't deter me. I'll, I'll get back in as soon as I possibly can. I just don't know why they didn't give him a fight. Yeah, like just throw somewhere. The result is going to be the same. I can promise you. If you're giving him an unranked heavyweight, unranked lightweight, just the result up, will be the just same. Pick up a random dude from Vegas. Like it's fine. Like they do. It's always so weird to me is they do stuff like that all the time. And it's like, was Maxime Grish- Grishin really like this? We're building him. No, it was just a body. It was a body for Jailton to come do Jailton things to. And now like you could still have him fight this weekend, get paid, be on the card, do the thing, and then he. Can still go fight at 283. It's not like that. It's not like the Shamil fight goes away if he fights this weekend. It's in January. It's three months away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why. And then the dude flew all the way out there. I mean, Amanda Lemos was having was having struggles getting there. Jailton was already yeah. there. I mean, uh, so yeah, we'll get him on 283 in front of the Brazilian crowd. Should be sick. I'm gonna have to yeah, buy a shirt dope. for him. Uh so yeah, that is what it is. But we still got Marina Hadri. I thought we were going to lose the main event for a minute uh, when Guillerme was was oh, tweeting yeah. about her not making the flight. But. I uh, I did not pay attention to that until, until this morning when I opened up Slack because I was oh, off yesterday. On. So, oh, good call, good call. Uh, all right, so let's dive right into it. I mean, let's just let's just jump Dude, right in. Apparently, we're going to talk about wait, how many fights are on this card? Like twelve? Looks like twelve. Twelve of them. Yeah. Uh, I think we have action down on like ten. That's that's <laughs> just what we do around here. Because we're geniuses who are definitely betting smart bets all the time. That is just what we do around here. All right, let's get it going. Main event, strawweight bout. Marina Rodriguez going up against Amanda Lemos. Right now you can get Rodriguez for minus 210. Lemos coming back at plus 180. Over-under set at 4.5. Under minus 120. Over minus 110. Uh, yeah, back-to-back weeks. Uh, main event. It's it's just a bias pick for me. Arnold Allen last week, Marina Rodriguez this week. I I need to see Marina Rodriguez get a title shot. Been banging that drum since the beginning of the year. Honestly, since the Mackenzie Dern fight. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to go against her now. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, and, again, this is maybe maybe I just intuited, you know, we've been doing this a while now, and I just knew where you'd be and where I wanted to be. I do also just – I've never seen Marina Rodriguez lose. I've never seen it. I know that some people like say, uh, some two judges say that she lost to Carla Esparza, but I have eyeballs and I watched that fight and she didn't lose that fight. I, I've never seen her lose a fist fight. Um, 
And so it's tough for me to imagine she's going to lose to Amanda Limo. She's a good fighter, like a fine fighter, but she's getting a little up there in years. Uh, and both I just, these girls being thirty-five threw me off. I yeah, it's 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 a little wild because it, it's not what I would anticipate. But you know, it's all I'm saying. It's um, I think Rodriguez is a better striker, certainly. Um, a little more volume, good takedown defense. And I'm just, I don't know. I think Limo should, I've seen Limo lose. Now, granted, most recently is probably to the sub of the year, certainly one of them against Jessica Andrade. But I think it's going to be a good fight. I think, uh, like, if we're being real, it's probably not a good value to bet Marina Rodriguez at, at minus 210. But I do think she's going to win. I wanted to talk with you about this fight specifically. The over-under here is... Vegas has done the, the done the thing right because I'm really tempted to to place a bet on the under here, and I think that that might be wrong. <laughs> Am I yeah. wrong? All right. So obviously, the woman with the much higher finishing potential is Amanda Lemos. I mean, we've seen her get multiple first round knockouts in her UFC career. She does have power for the strawweight division. She's only been to decision three times in her career. Like she, yeah. she finishes or gets finished. Her two losses are finishes. I mean, if dude, like here's the way that I see this playing out. You, you talked about Marina Rodriguez having, having good takedown defense, you know, the Carlos Barza loss, the draws every time that she struggles, it's when her opponents rely on the wrestling, Rana Marcos, uh, Cynthia Calvillo, they all went for takedowns and racked up control time. Going back and watching Lemos, like, yes, yeah, she is the better grappler in this matchup. Uh, more than likely, I think most people would say that. She just isn't a wrestling person. Like, she just doesn't – that's not what she does. She's not going to lay and pray. She's not going to go for ground and pound. She's usually – it's usually frantic with the scrambles, and she's usually, you know, going for submissions and and things like that. I mean, she's never had more than two and a half minutes of control time in a fight. So – what I think is going to happen is they're going to come out. They're going to be swinging, banging. You know, maybe Lemos does complete a takedown or two. But as the fight goes on, I think Marina Rodriguez is just going to continue to take over more and more. I mean, her striking is just so crisp. And I think she has power in her own hands at 115. And I can see like a TKO at like the third or fourth round. That's I, I, I think that there is maybe a world where she gets to stopped inside the distance uh, later on in the fight. The big thing that has blocked me from the bet and why I think Vegas is smart to where they've set the line and got the number is just like nine of or eight of her nine UFC fights have gone to the cards. And that includes two two main events, you know, two five round fights. So it's but I a part of me is really drawn. If that number were a plus number, I would probably bet it. But the fact that it's at minus one twenty, it just it's calling to me, but I think I'm gonna stay away. I feel like it would be more live than Alexa Grasso fight doesn't go to a decision. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that one was just – that was always going to a decision. From like the I, minute that fight started, yeah. it was like, well, <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't hate Although, it. Granted, I, let's be clear. I would have bet any number of dollars uh, that – Calvin Cater would not be finished last week. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. Yeah, I had I had over one and a half to finish two parlays, and like as soon as that knee blew out, I was like, God, I am just getting unlucky this week. Like that's the thing. That's the thing with like betting overs. That's so sketchy to me. Is that like it can just end 
MMA is crazy. Any second. Yes. Like MMA is just crazy. Like I had a guy reach out to me um, on Twitter and be like, uh, so, you know, DraftKings does like uh, finish, uh, like um, goes to decision or whatever and finish negates the bet. Uh, I forget what you call it. Oh, like things. a decision only. Yeah, decision only bets. And was like, all right, like this feels good. Like I can take this right. And I was just like, look, I'm not going to tell you specifically what to do with your money. That's that's not where I want to be. But seems really, really unlikely that Calvin Cater gets finished. And then that happens. <laughs> and then that happens. Just, like it's the most volatile sport with the most variance. And this is the one we choose to bet on on a weekly basis. Just a ton of chaos. Chaos at all points in time. So, Yeah, so I'm with you. I don't think there's a ton of value on Marino Rodriguez at, at minus 210 because there is a chance that like Lemos just goes out and, and blasts her or, you know, it's a, you know, she's landing the heavier shots over the five rounds and it's like a super sketchy close decision. But uh, if you came here for value, that's that's just the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, do. I don't know where you're talking. I don't know where you, you've oh, been. We're here for the memes. We're here for the fun. We're here to to make this uh, interesting. Speaking of the memes, uh, I don't have this bet down for reasons aforementioned, uh, but I have this tucked away as a bet I'm intending to make as soon as the lines do eventually come up. Marina Rodriguez over one and a half. A number is going to be large. I'm stealing the Connor Burks bet as a parlay piece for an upcoming bet that's going to, I'm going to pair it with another bet, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay. So the over one and a half in the main event. Yes. Over one and a half in the main event is, is a half of a two leg parlay for me or will be when those lines drop. I don't hate the idea. I already played Marina Rodriguez at, at minus two Oh five. Of course, because we, we record this, I never have any patience and I just get my bets in. I don't hate the idea. DraftKings does the same game parlays, like uh, like a Marina Rodriguez and the over one and a half or or over two and a half or something like that. Depending on what the odd, like if it gets you from like minus two ten to like minus one sixty, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if it'll get you that much. I assume the over, given the over under at four and a half is close to a pick 'em. I suspect over one and a half is going to be minus five hundred something, but. Uh, I'll actually tell you on a uh, on a sports book that is available to me. They do have it. Oh, what's they the have the over one and a half minus three fifteen. Oh, smashing that in this parlay. This is going to be a minus tremendous 310. parlay. Minus three ten. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so excited about this parlay. Uh, yeah, I got a little over one and a half parlay cooked up, and uh, you'd be you'd be mistaken if you thought I wasn't going to include this main event in there. Uh, so that's going to be a good way to finish the night. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, fixer, and friend, testified this week in Manhattan 
Todd Blanche is upset because he knows that he looks like a fool right now representing Donald Trump. It is the stupidest opening to a cross-examination I have ever heard, and I have heard a lot of stupid stuff. I'm Preet Bharara, and this week, Katie Fang, host of MSNBC's The Katie Fang Show, joins me on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, to talk about the latest court news from Trump's trial. The episode is out now. Search and follow Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, that's the main event. Marina Rodriguez probably goes a little long, maybe doesn't go to a decision. Marina Rodriguez, that's that's who we're rolling with. Let's get to the co-main event. It is a welterweight bout. Neil Magny going up against Daniel Rodriguez. Neil Magny, minus 115. Daniel Rodriguez, minus 105. Fight goes the distance, minus 210. Fight does not go, plus 170. Uh, quick turnaround for D-Rod. Quick turnaround for D-Rod. Dicey decision against the Leech. A lot of people weren't happy with that, but I mean, still, four straight wins, 13 of his last 14. And I, I mean, how can you like really blame him after the week that UFC 279 was? Like, he still got in there and he got the win. Like, that, that's really all this comes down to. Magny coming off a loss against the Buzzsaw, the future champion, Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah. Oh, future champion. Okay. I respect that. I'm not. Is that that hot of a take? I don't know. I'm all in on Shavkat. And then I was, I, I was at a Shavkat. I think Hamzat's a better prospect and also, at least in theory, fights in the same division. So I, interesting. I mean, Shavkat Hamzat is like it's a. It's going to be the best like a, welterweight title fight in the world in 2024. Dream matchup for me. Dream awesome. matchup for me. I was at a, a you know an international wedding this uh, this year. If I have never mentioned that on this podcast, I didn't know there where was, a, was it. Timbuktu. Uh, yeah, Timbuktu. We were in Italy, and uh, there was a man from Kazakhstan there, and I you know started chatting him <laughs> up, and I asked him about Shavkat. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Triple G." I was like, "Well, that's boxing, but yeah, Shavkat is my guy." Hey, uh, I like Shavkat so, yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah, we're really getting off the rails here. So here's what I see with this fight. I see it being super close. I think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be a decision. I mean, just looking at these guys, tough. Not the biggest finishing capabilities. I would lean D-Rod has the bigger finishing capabilities. I mean, Neil Magny has the most decision wins in welterweight history, uh, if you want to know anything about him. So I think it goes the full 15. Uh, and in a fight that's going to go the full 15 minutes, I'm going to side with the guy that's going to like just throw and throw and throw and throw, which is our man in Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, 7.75 significant strikes landed per minute, most significant strikes landed per minute in welterweight history. Uh, he's also, in my opinion, got the more powerful shots. Now, what gives me pause is the quick turnaround, the staff infection that that got this one pushed back to where it is today. Uh, the threat of the takedowns from Magny and just like the unrelenting just like never quit attitude of, of Neil Magny. He comes on strong late in fights. Uh, so, you know, similar to the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight, I really think this fight's going to go to a decision. But instead of just playing goes to a decision, I took a look at the old lines. Neil Magny by decision plus 120. Neil, uh, Daniel Rodriguez by decision plus 225. So I threw a half unit on Daniel Rodriguez by decision plus two twenty five. I don't don't hate that. I am also I'm taking just D Rod straight minus one oh five. Um, I have a second bet on this. I'll get to that in a moment. I agree with Ooh, everything you said. Um, I I've been really high on Daniel Rodriguez 
Uh, I think this is a work rate fight. Like he's just going to outwork Neil Magny, which is not something many people do, but he's got really good takedown defense. Magny's not going to be able to get him to the floor. I don't think um, I have questions about Magny just maybe getting a clinch and working there. Cause he's pretty good in the clinch. Diaz hasn't been there a ton, but it's going to be a lot of hands from D rod. And that's where we go. Uh, a couple of other points. Well, well, one thing, the, the idea of, of Magny's reach, that 80 inch reach, and him just kind of staying at range if it stays on the feet. Is that not at all? It's just huh? I, I think Diaz a better boxer. Just a straight better boxer. Sick. All right, cool, cool. Um, I was a little bit worried about it. You calmed me down though. I like that. Now I also think Magny might be in for a, a decline. I think he might be dropping off. He he had his run at the top, and now I think he's probably going to fall. Um, fun fact: I just wanted to mention this because when i looked at it it seemed very interesting to me all four fighters in the co-main and main event 35, 35. years old super yeah. weird <laughs> oh yeah i saw that thought it was weird too uh also like a uh, ufc 280 it was like every fighter fighting out of the red corner except for one was 33 years old it was like oh that's weird i didn't notice that that's yeah, odd a conspiracy there for the ufc i love uh, something with ages but you know what i love more than conspiracies connor I What's love that? gimmick parlays. Oh, wow. And I don't know if you noticed that the main event and the co-main event happen oh, to have two it. fighters with the let's same last it. name. Furthermore, Connor, let me let me remind you of three weeks ago, the Grasso Araujo fight card. We also had multiple fights with people sharing the same last name. And in fact... Bet both of those. I bet, if you recall, I bet a uh, a Martinez parlay, cash oh, the yeah. ticket. And I remember that. Do you remember what the other parlay was? It was a Rodriguez parlay that yes. cashed the ticket. And now I have an opportunity to do so again. Now, again, I haven't made the bet because, as, as I mentioned in the main event, over one and a half lines not up on DraftKings. But I also share your thoughts on this fight. I'm going to be parlaying uh rodriguez and uh magni over one and a half with rodriguez and limos over one and a half the reason i didn't parlay the two fighters up straight of marina and daniel rodriguez and i may still just because that feels more in the heart of the gimmick i just feel like their lines are good enough to just take them straight and so i kind of was just like i'll just take them straight i don't need to parlay either of them but actually, maybe that's in the spirit of this, I should just parlay them together. And then I can also have the over one and a half parlay because I think that's a good parlay. So I love that. I thought about it as soon as I saw the names. I thought of you. I was like, Jed's probably going to be on a Rodriguez parlay this week. Got uh, to do it. I'm on them singles. Technically, the D-Rod is by decision. But the reason, you know, D-Rod by decision... I'm also on the one and a half. That's leg two of the Love old it. CB. That's the Conor special five parlay there. Uh, one more to come. One more to come to get this uh, over oh, one and a half a parlay. Third. Okay. To plus money, plus money parlays. That's a rare thing in the Burks household, but uh, <laughs> we got there, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So we're both on D Rod. A little bit of agreeance here. We both I think that they're going to go wrong. I mean, long. long. I think it's going, wow, to, I just I think it's going to the cards. I'm with oh, you. Oh, for sure. I, for sure. I'm with did you I for just sure jinx this? Did I just say wrong? Yeah. I, we can pull this tape that if we're if these bets go bad, I just jinxed this right here live on the no, show. No, no, no. These bets can't go bad. Look, we I've been experimenting with the name parlay for a while. 
And I realized that the Randy parlay that failed is because it was a first name parlay. Yes, a, great point. And Randy Costa is is bad. That was also a problem. That's also another thing. About I have that never lost a Rodriguez parlay. I've never lost a last name parlay. This is huge both sample of those. size. Huge sample Big size sample too. Size. We're about to be three and zero on name parlays. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Rodriguez parlays can't miss. All right, let's keep it rolling. On the main card. That's good. Heavyweight. I don't have much to say about the rest of my eight more bets. Can we just talk about like I'm like pretty excited for the for the co-main and the main. Can we just talk about like the just cliff drop off oh. to third fight? No on drop the off, baby. Card? Because if oh. you, you want to talk about being excited for the main co-main, oh. Connor. I would like to once again introduce you to the most electric bet in MMA gambling. The heavyweight over Connor Burks is just. I am looking forward to this to the uh, to the Chase Sherman uh, <laughs> versus Josh Parisian fight more than any other fight on the card because it's the most fun you can have to just have a unit down on the worst <laughs> things possible, and if you lose. Like I did last weekend, Andre Olowski had the decency to immediately lose, so I didn't even have to sweat it. It was just over. This one, this one's getting out of the first round. Get into that second round. You start, it starts getting a little sweaty. You're on the edge of your seat. Every time Chase Sherman's throwing a haymaker, things are just getting, getting tense. So obviously I'm on the over two and a half at plus 130. I invite you to join me. It's a great time. I was actually a little shocked that the fight doesn't go to a decision was lined at like minus 325. That uh, seems high for the over two and a half to be plus one thirty. Though I guess there's that, a world where this goes to a decision. Oh, there's for sure a world. I will say, uh, I actually, I mean, I think that line still feels a little odd. But uh, Parisian has a interesting habit of never going to decision, despite often going long. <laughs> Ch- Chase Sherman uh, in the Chase same Sherman in does, the same boat. Yeah, it does too. Like maybe that maybe that's why they're lined like that. They're expecting a. Uh, Post two and a half minutes in the third round finish. Just, just a gas finish, you know? We're just too gassed. Yeah, I mean, Somebody's that's pretty done. much, that's all there is to say on this fight. Like, I... Oh, I, have a, I have an actual true bet on this fight, oh, too, because I'm a DJ. What'd you do? Flip a coin? <laughs> no, uh, I bet Chase Sherman. Um, oh, God. Just a classy minus 130. I bet him for uh, <laughs> one very stupid and specific reason. <laughs> uh I view Chase Sherman and Parker Porter as functionally the same fighter. Um, And also, I don't know if you know this, Chase Sherman, do you know how many significant strikes he lands per minute? Uh, I'm sure a lot because he's had like six fights where he's landed more than 100. 6.51 strikes landed per minute. Also, fun fact, he absorbs (laughs) 6.51 strikes. He is net neutral on strikes. He gives you one, he's taking one right back. I can promise you that. the definition of of give one to take one. Man's out here playing Rochambeau. It's tremendous. Uh, Does... Does the two and seven in the last nine give you any positive? Because Parker Porter lands 6.49 strikes per minute and absorbs something very, very similar. Chase Sherman and Parker Porter are the same dude. Parker Porter, comfortable win over Josh Parisian. This is a stupid bet, but I saw it and was like, how does this feel like Chase Sherman wins this fight? Pretty, I think that's just going to happen. So I took Chase Sherman at minus 130. It's not a good bet. I'm not here to tell you it's a good bet. But it's a bet that was made. I'll I'll say like 
it seems like the people are a little bit confident in Chase Sherman. The line is moving, you know, to make him a bigger and bigger favorite. Are we going to get Chase Sherman closing around minus 150? I mean, anything could happen. I mean, certainly, because as you know, we're the most listened to MMA gambling podcast in the world. Uh, the lines, Clear knowledge. They, everyone knows Everyone that. knows this. The lines, they move. When we talk, flyweight unders, they always, they all, we're going to talk about some flyweight unders coming up. Those lines are different than I think we would normally expect, and I'm pretty sure we're the reason. Uh, yeah, those are – oh, man, those are tough sells this week. Nope. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. All right. Well, I mean, that was the heavyweight bout. Let's do let's, <laughs> Where you were just at, let's dive right in. It's it's a men's flyweight bout. It's the gear and Beckoff going up against Nate Maness. Uh Right now, you can get Olin Bekov minus 210. Maness coming back at plus 180. Fight goes the distance. Minus 190. Fight does not go plus 155. Uh, yeah, Nate Maness in a, in a flyweight bout. Uh, he's 5'10". I'm 6'1". That's three inches taller, but there's no world. And there's there's infinite universes. Not one of them could I get down to 125. Oh, and right. like, I'm pretty scrawny. Like, Nate Maness is, is kind of jacked. Like, I don't know... How like this is gonna take a toll on his body getting down to oh, 125. Yeah. He's just he's just killing himself three times a year. That's just all that's happening, but you know. <laughs> do what makes you happy, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna be shocked if it's not like a I mean at minimum, like a like a 126. Like he is like if you look at the pictures of him on the scale at minus one thirty or at one thirty five, like he's He's got muscle on him, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know where the last 10 comes off. Uh, I don't know. He is, I, if we could bet on who's going to miss weight, I mean, I, he is clearly. I think he would be the, minus money. Yeah. I think it'd be minus money. He is clearly the guy who uh, is is more likely to. I mean, dude fought at featherweight, you know? Like, featherweight. Dude fought at lightweight before. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's five, dude, he's 5'10. Like, that is like, what? The, who's the tallest flyweight in history? Five ten's uh, got to be up there. It probably is. Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no con- confidence that he'll make the weight, but I, for whatever reason, he seems to think he's going to. So, I suppose we're going to find out. Fortunately, I don't think it matters because um, and Bekov's going to beat him. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually so. So Tagir Olenbekov is in a weird place with me. He's kind of in this uh, trust zone limbo. Uh, I was on him against Alan Nascimento. Wow, was that a sweat. That was a sweat from the opening bell to the second he got his hand raised. I was not sure if he was going to win that fight. And then against Tim Elliott, like, he just kind of played into Tim Elliott's hand and, and lost the decision. But... Here's what I'll say. He's got one more chance. He loses this one, it's done. I, I can no longer bet to gear Olin Beckoff. I think he learned a good lesson against Tim Elliott. Don't stand and just bang with these dudes. You got knocked out in the first round. Uh, two, his boy, Umar Nurmagomedov, coming off just a domination of Nate Maness. Yep. They train together. And then, uh, you know, doing a little research, Umar Nurmagomedov, oh, Instagram story. Going. I don't know if you saw this Umar, Umar Nurmagomedov Instagram story last night. It's Tagir Olenbekov signing posters. So uh, you got to think Umar is sort of giving him a, a couple tips, a couple tricks of beating Nate Maness. Of the game plan is clear. 
The game plan is clear what you need to do. I think he's going to be a little bit compromised from this weight cut. I think Tagir knows what he needs to do. I think he needs to get this win. He'll likely have, you know, I don't know who all he's going to have in his corner. Last time out, it was Islam, Khabib, Javi uh, Mendez. It, I assume it's that. Um, it, Islam, I don't think, is going to be there because I saw Islam giving an He's interview. on a world tour at this point. Or he's at home. He is coming back to help Umar prepare for the belly. But my assumption is that this turnaround's a little too rapid, so he's still gone. But I would suspect that Habib is there because Coach Habib, baby. And I'll, I'll give you mine. I'm betting – I've got a bet on Ulenbekov straight because I'm not betting against Coach Habib. Why would you? That man just – man does not miss. Also, I hope he comes out in the backwards hat. There's something very endearing about Khabib in a backwards everything hat. Everything about Khabib is endearing. But also, <laughs> just – just because I want to mention this fun fact, because I do think it's fun, feel a little bad for Nate, Nate Maness. Because uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, the uh, Samba world champion uh, in 2015, this is 62 kilograms, obviously a, a separate weight class. He's going from that to Ulan Bekov, who's the 2014 Samba world champion at 57 kilograms. Back-to-back Sambo. Hey, I know you just lost to people doing this. What if you did it again? Just go a little lighter weight. See if that's easier for you. It's a tough hang. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maness, like, it's... I mean, there's a chance he comes out here and, and st- like, he does have power. And, like, if the weight cut goes well, he'll probably balloon back up and then have a huge size advantage. I just but can't just believe a- it. I mean, just the red flag surrounding the weight cut, the red flag surrounding the exact style that he is about to go against, getting him 30-25 against Umar, who obviously I will admit. I mean, He's not I'm getting uh, 30-25, bro. He's getting finished uh, because this point. is a flyweight fight. Good point. And I'm taking good the point. under, baby. Uh, flyweight uh, under two and a half at plus 160. I'm taking the under. I'm not giving up on our dreams and our institutions. I believe in them. They believe in me. And I think Listen, with if you the think I'm giving cut, up, you're crazy. Well, I mean, you're crazy if you think I'm giving up. I have I have this concerns about tough, about your belief. This Long, week's not tough because sell, of this dude. fight. Because on our dock, I noticed conspicuously there was a flyweight fight left off yeah. it from your input. Yeah. So I don't know if you if you've lost the belief, but I haven't. I'm here on the under two and a half plus one sixty. Let's go, babe. All right. So here's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, I'm gonna choose one this week. But what we alluded to earlier with, you know, the Falcons and the spread, the Vanderas sub. I'm oh, gonna if you choose, choose one, you're choosing the I'm wrong choosing one. Wrong. Like there's no shot. If I had to choose one, I I I strongly prefer the Tagir one. I mean like, what if Nate Maness just comes out here just, like, compromised and just gets finished? Or doesn't come out compromised, is just and enormous, and off. just blows him up. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Look, I'm on, I'm on the I under two and a half. I didn't think about it. I just, I just pointed and clicked. Uh, do I really need a ninth bet on this card? You don't need it, but I'm, I'm a man of science. I refuse to, <laughs> I refuse right. to quit this. I'm not committing to it right now as the week goes on. I probably will. I can't give up on the dream just yet. You're right. Perfect world. I don't play the Hadley one. And then we get to gear with the finish. Uh, well, well, you told me the route to the under on that on the Hadley fight when we get there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but for now, let's finish up the main card. Lightweight bout. Mark, Marco Madsen, 
Mark O. Madsen or Mark Madsen? Uh, I'm actually not sure what he prefers. I have always done it as Mark O. Madsen because you see that in several places, but, you know. Regardless, he's plus 185. Grant Dawson is minus 215. Fight goes the distance, minus 190. Fight does not go, plus 155. Uh, Only thing I got on this fight, third leg of the over one and a half parlay, finishes on the Olympian and Grant Dawson. Only concern oh. for it is it's wrestler on wrestler, That's and they good. just start striking, and and Grant Dawson beats him. But no, nah, I, I I trust this. Honestly, if I was gonna play the money line, I'd I'd probably say it's dog or pass for me. I mean, I think that just that's, because of the price. I think that that's smart. I also think that that would be smart in the main event, and in both of these instances, I have said yeah. I'm good. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna do the smart thing. That seems dumb. I've been a big Mark Madsen supporter. Um, I love Olympic wrestlers. They're they're cashed him with their dog a few times. Yeah, this guy isn't just an Olympic wrestler. He's an Olympic silver medalist. Silver which medalist, is... yeah. But they're built for this. Uh, Greco, great, great foundation for for MMA. I have real concerns about kind of he's he is not fighting frequently, which is tough. The last few years, one and done. Uh, Clay Guida, Splitty, Vince Pichel. Not the best performance. Uh, gets the W, but not not as great as showing. And it's he is that man does not have fifteen minutes worth of cardio in him. He's got ten to twelve. And facts. I think this he's not getting a finish. Also, not a thing he does. The smart thing to do is to just bet this as the over. You know, like that's a smart one. But thank you, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Instead, I took Grant Dawson um, because I. Th- Grant Dawson's going to win the third round, and maybe he can even get a finish in the third round. It's just he has to win one of the first two, and I think Grant Dawson's a better striker. I don't think Grant Dawson's going to be able to get his wrestling game going that well, but I think he's good enough to prevent Mark Madsen from really doing too much there, and I think he's just got a little more flash, a little more pop in his hands. I, I think he can win win this, the striking battle that will inevitably come about, and I think... He all he has to do is win the first or the second round because he's gonna win the third based on cardio. Well, what if they equal out? I mean, does the Ricky Glenn ten eight on Grant Dawson give you any concern in the third round? Got him that draw. No, I just because Mark Mark Madsen isn't a guy who's gonna hang a a, a good last round ever. And if they equal out, then they're just both gassed in the third. I was gonna that's say, fine. This thing could get sloppy. This thing could get sloppy. Yeah, I mean, it could be again. Not a good bet. I, I led by saying not a smart bet, but my, I don't know. The bones just tell me Grant Dawson's going to win this. Love a bone bet. Just got got to bet the bones, you know. I mean, sometimes you just got to bet bones, the bones, baby. I mean, I, I'm with you. Sometimes you just you just feel it. I I actually ignored my bones last week on Roman Delice. Oh, uh, I did not. It was great. I'll, I won't lie to you. I hated it. I hated every <laughs> second of watching that. And I was like, all oh, week. I hate when it. I, when I woke up and I was cracking my knees, the pops literally were like Roman. And then another one, it was like Delice. And I was just like, nah, nah, nah. It, it was in me all week and I hated it. I was I was sick. I was watching with my girlfriend. She was just like, oh, you had uh, Haas in that? And I was just like, no, I had nothing. Because I didn't bet on Roman Delice. So in my own mind, that's lost money right there. I mean, uh, it just is it. I uh, just, it, just honestly, Delice really 
kept me from having a losing UFC week last week. I mean, he's just he's blasted in there. Uh, you know, the haws, the knee thing, but whatever. I mean, he, 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 he never he's the one there. who jacked the man's knee up. So he both ripped his knee off Fact. and sent him to the shadow realm. A hundred percent. I mean, he's a he's a violent dude. He's dude, a violent super dude. Violent. Uh, just a, a quick just highlight from that Grant Dawson, Ricky Glenn fight as I look over the statistics. Uh, a barn burner. Grant Dawson, first round, four minutes and 15 seconds of control time. Grant Dawson, Man loves uh, control. round two, uh, four minutes, eight seconds of control time. Round three, Ricky Glenn, four minutes and 27 seconds of control time. A total of uh, 52 significant strikes landed in that one. Uh, fight of the year candidate for 2021 sadly came up short. Uh, I believe to Volkanovski Ortega. Was that fight of the year? That sounds about right. I can't remember what the 2021 fight of the year was. That sounds like it might be okay. That or, or Chandler Gaethje, I think. We're, we're- uh- the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Oh, I think Chandler Gaethje won MMA fightings because I think I had Volk Ortega above that. But yeah. uh, all right, let's uh, let's rip through these prelims. Oh, easy game. I have like one note on any of the things I have action down on, so it should be mine are mine are very compact as well. So uh, like it's just time to just just do the damn thing on the prelims. Let's kick it off. Men's featherweight bout: Derek Menner plus one seventy five, Shailene Nordenbecka minus two hundred five, over under set at two and a half. Over plus one hundred five, under minus one thirty five. Pitch right, so me. Follow me here. I don't. Yep. I don't have anything here, so pitch me. It's a it's a story I'd like to tell through statistics. Okay, so Derek numbers Minner, don't lie. Numbers never lied to me. I, I can tell you that much. Derek Menner, twenty six professional wins, twenty two of them coming by submission, mm. thirteen. Of his last 14 hour by submission. Uh, Norton Becca, 10 professional losses. Mm. Six of those coming by way of submission. Mm. Menner, 72% takedown accuracy, pretty good. Norton Becca, 40% takedown defense, not too great there. Stick with me. Menner, 2.8 sub attempts per 15 minutes. Yeah, that's good for most in featherweight history. So win or lose, win or lose, I just want to feel alive. We're going to get a shot at this. Like my heart's going to be beaten. And I think in the first round, this thing is as live as live gets. Derek Menner by submission plus 300. I'm ready to be heard again. It's only been six days. No, not even. It's only been three days since Jared Vandera didn't even attempt one single takedown. We almost got the judo throw. Real, know, one, we, real ones know. That happened. I was like, I know, it was so close. Real ones know. We almost saw the judo throw. My whole world lit up for a split second before it immediately failed. I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm ready to be hurt again. Three weeks in a row. Barhalo, he almost had it. 
Jared Vandera, the judo throw lit up my life for that split second. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we almost had it. Because it was a wrap if he lands that judo throw. And now we're back. Derek Menard plus 300. It's the uh, numbers game. I, I, I don't have a bet down. You've kind of sold me to take this journey with you. Also, while you were talking, part of me was like, I should really just Costanza this and go KO. <laughs> it feels like feels like the and least I, possible outcome is that Minner, that dude does Minner not KOs win by KO. Yes, I that would actually be a great Costanza. Kind bet. of feels like I should Costanza, but I don't want to Costanza against your bet. That is not the spirit of this show, our love friendship, that. or anything like that. I love that. I may ride with you. I'm not there yet, but the numbers tell a great story. I'm just saying, it's already down to plus 275, so the train's a move, and I took it at plus 300. Uh, Derek Minner by KO, plus 1,000, and I honestly oh, feel God, like... Such a good Costanza. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like it should be more. I feel like it should be more. I think he has one win by KO in his entire career. I shouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it, but if if next week I had a 281, he ends up with a KO victory, I'm going to come on and be like, this is the saddest I've ever been in my MMA career. You're going to feel like I felt with Roman Delite, but five times worse. Yep, exactly. But I'm not... And you know if he gets a KO, it's going to be one where he's like, hit, hit off the top. He's going to have top control and then he's going to go for the choke and then it doesn't land and then he's going to hit and hit and hit, go for the choke. And like, we're both going to be like, you yeah. know, like there's no way he's just going to just like blast oh, no. Becca. Like there's no shot. Uh, so... There it is. I'm also on the under two and a half. 0.35 on the sub, 0.65 on the under. Just a a unit of risk. Not getting too crazy here. Because a double hitter would be real nice to end the prelims. Love it. Love the prelim hitters. Uh, All right. Next up is... A women's flyweight bout. Sorry, I lost the tapology page there for a second. It is Miranda <laughs> Maverick going up against Shauna Young. Right now, Miranda Maverick can be had for minus 600. Young coming biggest back at plus 450. Yeah, biggest favorite on the card. Over under set at two and a half. Over minus 120. Under minus 110. Um, I don't have a ton to say with this one. Uh, Maravit, Maverick choked her out. Young, that being, in the first round. Just a few short years ago, back in 2019, Miranda Maverick. She's mm. only 25 now. I think she's continuing to improve. Oh, you think she's Johnny not Young. worse than when when she already submitted her? Yeah, I don't think she's worse. Uh, I think she's just improving. Shannon Young, maybe she's improved, but I mean, since she got to the UFC, she's one in three. She's been choked out. She's been knocked out, and she's been 30 26 by Macy Chazon. Uh, I I don't know. What in tape study, what in statistical analysis, what in historical analysis could get you to place a bet on on Young? The Costanza theory is the only thing I can think of. That is the only thing I can think of. I don't even want to Costanza this one. (laughs) She struggles mightily with wrestlers. And all right, here's the one pause that gives me. I was looking at Miranda Maverick's Twitter. She tweeted something about practicing Muay Thai, and then someone like tweeted at her and was like, excited to see the Muay Thai you've been working on, and she retweeted that. Uh, so if we come out here and and we get Miranda Muay Thai Maverick, then there's a world this goes, uh, this goes south. But for me, I'm on Miranda Maverick inside the distance. I also use her as a parlay piece. Uh, parlayed her up with a couple 281 fighters. It's, a, it's an all-women's MMA parlay, actually. Jailton was originally in it, but it's also Aaron Blanchfield and... And Zhang Wai Li. Mm. Uh, 
Also, might steal uh, that. Please, please hop on hop on the bandwagon with me. Uh, I also have Miranda Maverick. I thought this was was a short change line on Bet Online. The the minus three and a half. The point spread. Oh, love love point spreads. It's a good bet. I like that bet At a lot. Minus two ten. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I think she either finishes her or dominates her to victory. So, yeah, I'm pretty exposed to Miranda Maverick, but I feel comfortable with it uh, with her opposition. I, I don't really understand the matchmaking here, but I'll hopefully capitalize from a betting standpoint. Yeah, I, that, the first thing I thought when I saw this was I don't really know what we're doing from a matchmaking standpoint on this one. Just doesn't quite make sense. Uh, can I? She is the one piece of she's the parlay leg I talked about at the top where I don't have her tied to anything. I'm probably just gonna throw her in an open and flush that out uh as time goes on. Last time I did that, absolutely punished because Piotr Egon lost and really hurt me. Uh but that was awesome. I was on that too. Try yeah, try that's... again, I guess. Can I ask you one question? Just I'd love throwing I'd it be out offended there. if you didn't. This is a flyweight fight. The under over under is two and a half, and it's under is minus one ten. How do you feel about this flyweight fight? Since you I took, you're feeling I, a little I, questionable about the other ones, do you feel better about this? Are we so counting this as a flyweight fight? I don't, let's call it an alternate universe flyweight under. I I have Miranda Maverick inside the distance. Okay, you got her ITD. Okay. Yeah, plus one twenty five. You know, I don't have a bet down on this. I just had, I just have Miranda to be an open parlay piece. Uh, I think I'm going to take the under two and a half here and really stick to the flyweight under guns. I, I, I mean, I love that and I appreciate that. And I mean, it's the foundation of of this podcast. It we're, really we're, is the foundation of this podcast. We're, we're, everything we we have is is due to flyweight under. So I mean, I respect the the living hell of that. And I mean. The fact that I'm just saying all this means I'm going to have to get on the Ulenbekov, uh, Maness under. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to know fast yeah. how this fight's going to go. Like, you just dump her down and just do your thing. Like, if, She's going if, to. This, this is a very easy one. Saying. This is a very co- easy like, fight to call. If you, like if you got the coaches in the back, like you got to just be like Miranda. Yeah, I I know we've been working Muay Thai. Let's let's save that for the next time out. We know what to do here. It was only three years ago that you choked her out in the first round. Let's There's, let's keep this easy. Let's get out of here without any damage. If you're a smarter better than than I would probably just bet whatever he was going to bet on this card on Miranda Maverick because that's just a guaranteed return. It feels like lock, lock of the week for sure. I know when when Shanna Young wins, uh, also, oh man, like top top bottom ten nickname the Shanimal, is that fire? Oh, or no? I don't know. I don't love it. Eh, we'll have to do this later. We're killing time. Uh, yeah, yeah. We still have like five fights to talk about. I think it's down there with Cookie Monster, but uh, yeah, let's keep it rolling. I don't like Cookie Monster. That's true. I also hate Cupcake. I don't, food yeah. based names. I'm I'm not in on. Your nickname is supposed to be badass. It's supposed to incite the fear of God into your opponent. And like when you hear Cookie Monster, it's just like, okay. 
Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, next up, it is a men's bantamweight bout. Mario Bautista going up against Benito Lopez. Right now, Bautista can be had for minus 295. Lopez coming back at plus 245. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised. Sell me, baby. I have nothing, so sell me. I think Bautista could be a solid parlay piece, man. I was kind of surprised at the line uh, earlier this week. I took it minus 225. I just kind of another fight that's... Oh, that's a nice mug right there. We can get into that in a second. It is a very for, nice mug. For the people, it's a Georgia National Champions mug. Uh, well, you're going to have to tail in this podcast with that. Uh, yeah, just kind of weird matchmaking. Benito Lopez coming back from a 40-month layoff. Uh, Bautista's already 2-0 in 2022. I just kind of think Bautista has edges in, in each department in this. I think he's got the volume advantage. I, I think he's more explosive, more powerful. I think if it does go to the mat, he's got the grappling advantage. I mean, he's been more active lately. There's so many unknowns when it comes to Benito Lopez. Like maybe he comes out, he's just leveled up uh, beyond what I ever would have expected. And he proves me wrong and I look dumb and people cash a plus 245. But I just feel like this will be one-way traffic and Bautista gets this done either by finish or, or by a pretty clear unanimous decision. I'm just going to default to you. I um, time crunch this week, didn't get into everything, just kind of dove into the fights that jumped out at me. This one didn't. And I was like, I don't feel like spending the time here. I already have, I already had like 10 bets on this stupid card that I shouldn't yes, have 10 bets on. I was I like, know. I don't need to spend time to to add another. I'm okay here. So I I believe everything you say, you're genius and a, Thanks, and a handsome man. That. And never gone wrong believing in in your analysis of fights. I wish that was actually true, but uh, let's keep it going to a fight that immediately jumped off the page for you. It's a women's strawweight bout. It's Pollyanna <laughs> that Viana. immediately jumped off the page <laughs> versus Jin Yu Frey. Right now, you can have Viana at minus one forty. Jin Yu Frey coming back at plus one twenty over under set at two and a half over minus two seventy under plus two ten. What do we got here? I just want to be clear. I haven't made a bet on this one yet, uh, but here's the thought. I wanted to I wanted to workshop a bet with you, but the truth is, I actually think your minner bet is like just way better for for this bet. What is, is it, Pollyanna Viana by sub? Yeah, is, I mean, that's the only way she's winning in my plus opinion. And, she's the, and that's the thing. It's she's the favorite too. She's she's gonna win every time she wins. She submits somebody. It's eight of her twelve career wins are by submission. All like basically all of her most recent wins are by submission. She's she's not gonna knock out Jin Yufrey. Jin Yufrey is getting a little older. Uh, you know, she's she got tapped by Kay Hansen. Pollyanna Viana can tap her. So it's just like, I don't know. It, in my head, when I first looked at this, I was like, Yeah, Pollyanna Viana's gonna submit her. And I looked at the line and I was like, that feels like the, the most likely outcome. And it's plus 300. That just seems. To, to me, if you're going to play Pollyanna Vienna, I mean, why would you not play her by submission? Five straight wins by submission. Uh, I think it's eight of her last nine wins are by submission. Yeah. yeah it's like, just like, what are you going to minus 140 versus plus 300? One of those is a much better number. If she wins, like that's that's the way she's going to do it. I don't hate that. Maybe you take that. I'll take Minner. One of us hits it, and then we meet back up on uh, next okay. Wednesday. All right, I can commit to that. Then that's why I just I hadn't made the bet, but I was looking. I was like, this seems right. And then as you did the Minner thing, I was like, that's just a better one. That's just a better bet than mine. But you know, 
I don't, I, okay. I, to be honest, I don't know if either of them are good bets. Oh, they probably aren't, but we've never, we've never said we give good bets. We that give is bets. one thing that we give bets and we have fun and, you know, we try to stay profitable, which so far, you know, we, we've had some success. In. Yeah. Up, up on the year. That's okay. That's all that matters, bro. I'm looking for 50 units up on the year and my, no one can say anything to me at that point. Uh, we're at like 48 right now. See, I as long as I don't lose money, it's it's fine. As long as I am above the the negative money threshold, because I had a great amount of fun with my idiotic bets. So really, so I'm I, gaining value, fun value. So I'm actually with you there. If I'm up zero point zero one units, uh, it's a good year because I made money gambling on fighting. But because I've had a successful run this year, and it's November, and uh, I'm up forty seven units, you know, oh, you've I'm moved your own goalposts. Yeah, I need to get to fifty. Right. I need. To, I, I want that fifty, so I, you know, I can put it on the resume. Uh, you know, ultimate goal. I eventually get to all time plus one hundred units, and then I just retire from this game, and you never see me again. Yeah, you've, off into you've the been night. there, done that. Now you're on I to mean, the next. To the next thing you know how you can get to that that vaunted plus 150 or plus 50 unit number what's that you can keep betting those flyweight unders flyweight baby unders, yeah yeah it's uh carlos candelario against jake hadley uh right now hadley pretty big favor you can get him for minus 255 uh candelario coming back at plus 215 over under minus 215 for the over under two and a half plus 175 plus that's a big number I don't know, Connor. I don't know. Look, you told me we had to get into this later. Tell tell you how it's going to happen. Before I Please. do that, let me. I, I'm going to tell you how it's happened. But first, let me just point out, we've changed the game with flyweight unders. People know no it, and a lot of the recent ones we've had to bet, you're not getting plus numbers. Even They're, it's minus one twenty, minus one forty. We're getting one and a halfs now. Yeah, one and a halfs even. You know, it's just and those numbers hurt when you're not cashing out that when Muhammad Makayev doesn't cash it out because he goes to decision, you know, as a minus 140 to hit that under. That one feels bad. But you know what feels great? Plus 175, baby. So we're nice. back to the big numbers because you just have to have faith. You have faith in the process, in the science of it all. Jake Hadley, I know that man goes to a lot of decisions. Carlos Condelario, I know that man goes to a lot of decisions. Oh, yeah, Condelario goes to a lot. So many decisions, never been finished. I understand this. Yeah, neither of them have ever been. Finished. Yeah, I know, but that just means they're due. Isn't that how this works? That's a good point. I can't argue that. That's a good point. They more, are due. More importantly, Hadley is a is just a good all around fighter. I think we're gonna get some scrambles in this one. Uh, you know, maybe he just locks up a, a rear naked in a transition. Maybe it's a guillotine. Either way, I am trusting in the process. Three flyweight fights on this card. I'm on the under on all of them, and you know we'll see where the chips where the chips fall come come Sunday. But I believe. All right, man. I'm gonna believe with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for this, and I think I'm gonna actually take the Tagir one. Here's what I'll say: if if we I'm don't gonna... hit any of them this week, we may have to circle back around and reevaluate where we're at on flyweight unders. But I believe this week is is going to, you know, we've stumbled a couple recently. I think this is going to get us back on track in a big, big way. Yeah, I've kind of shifted from like a must play every single one to a I have to at least look into that. You know, maybe that's a more reasonable way to go about things, but I'm not a reasonable man. Uh, all right. 
fly went under. You, you guys know what it is. Let's get to the last fight that we're going to talk I'm so about. I'm glad I put this fight on you. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you did too. This is definitely one that needs breaking down. It's a women's bantamweight bout. Uh, Vidal versus Pasquale. I'm not even going to you know, get all into this. Uh, right now you can get Vidal. Minus 140, Pasquale, plus 120. Uh, Pasquale seems to be the darling dog of the week. Tell me you're on her. Oh, no, I'm not on her Let's at all. Let's go. Uh, I, this is a horrible bet. This is probably the stupidest bet I've made in a long time. Uh, Great way to start the night. I, I do like to have action on the first night of the fight. I feel like it helps you break the seal. You know, it's like first it's, night of the fight for sure. It, it's it's like when you go to Vegas, you just walk in, you throw you know five ten bucks down on on red or black. Just see how the weekend's going to go. Yeah, break the seal. You just got to break the seal just just to get a temperature gauge on what the weekend's going to go. Uh, so I do like that. Uh, I think Ramona Pasquale is just not good at fighting. <laughs> I literally looked at this and was like, I don't know. She's bad. So Tamir's Vidal is not great, but she's not awful, I don't think. <laughs> so it's like a, that's it. That's the entirety of the breakdown is that I think Ramona Pasquale is very not good at fighting. And so, so I'm just against her. All right. Enough said. <laughs> You're on by no, now. No more breakdown than that. I wanted to have a bet on the opener. I think she's bad. That's all I got. I, I, I salute you and I support you in your endeavor in this uh, in this uh, opener here. It, it should be a good one. Uh, for me, my bets, Marina Rodriguez money line, Daniel Rodriguez by decision, Miranda Maverick minus three and a half, Miranda Maverick inside the distance, Mario Bautista money line, Tagir Olimbekov money line, Derek Minner by sub, and then Minner, Nordenbeka, under two and a half. And then the classic, the patented over one and a half parlay, Rodriguez Magni, Madsen Dawson, Rodriguez Lemos, all go over one and a half. That, that pays out at plus 107. Just took that while we were on the show. Uh, so those are my bets. Uh, what, what What's the lineup looking like for you? I'm on Marina Rodriguez minus two ten. Daniel Rodriguez minus one oh five. I think I'm gonna end I think I just have to. I'm forced to parlay them up. It pays like plus one ninety looking at it. Uh I'm gonna take uh Sherman Parisian over two and a half. It's a heavyweight over, you always do it. Plus one thirty. Uh I'm on Chase Sherman minus one thirty. Ulan Bekov Maness under two and a half plus one sixty flyweight unders. Let's keep that train rolling, baby. Tagir Ulimbekov straight, minus 215. Grant Dawson straight, minus 215. Pollyanna Viana by sub, plus 300. Candelario Hadley under 2.5, plus 170. Tamir Vidal, minus 140. Then I've also got, uh, I jumped on the Maverick Young under 2.5, minus 110. Got Miranda Maverick as a floating parlay piece, leaving a three-leg parlay open. I'll probably fill that up with some 281 stuff or uh, I like the one you threw out for Wiley and what was the other one? Aaron, uh, Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, I may end up just straight straight stone copying you. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah, and then my last one, I also have a parlay. I've got the the Rodriguez over one and a half parlay, Rodriguez Limosh over one and a half, and Magni Rodriguez over one and a half. When those lines drop, I'll parlay them up and we'll be cooking with gas, baby. Uh, you mentioned looking for a parlay piece. Uh, could I interest you in the University of Georgia money line minus two ninety? No, I just don't. I don't like betting on Georgia games 
because I'm, I'm way too emotionally invested. Uh, I think I'm going to Athens on Saturday. So Sick. I took I the literally the minute that Tennessee beat Bama, I put in my time off request <laughs> for the Hell Tennessee. Yeah. It was like Hell yeah. I texted Steve. It was like, hey man, uh, I'm not working this day. Just letting you know before. And <laughs> he's like, why? I was like, yeah, it's a Tennessee game. It's in Athens. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, uh, actually the number one team in the country coming to us tennessee getting the number one ranking yeah, last night with the uh, cfp rankings i'm not confident that that seems right uh but i saw that and was like so it, you know it's great we'll take it from them i was gonna say the the good news is it'll just get settled this weekend uh my parents season ticket holders they'll be in attendance should be just electric i'm having people over at the cribbo pizzas Unfortunately, UFC Apex 64 is going to have to be on a side TV. I'm going to really have to pocket the old degenerate stuff. Uh, I mean, wow. You're just going to have to check the, the DK account the next morning. I love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, when when Derek Minner is going for his submission in the first round, I'm going to have to be like, oh, this interesting fight over here. I'm not going to be like, please, please choke. Go. Oh, tap, tap. I'm going to have to really keep it. I'm going to have to really keep it even keeled in front of uh, my friends that aren't into fighting and aren't into being a degenerate better. So uh, it should be uh, fun though, man. I can't wait for it. If you don't watch awesome. college football, 3.30 Eastern time, CBS, I highly advise you tune into this incredibly high level SEC football in front of 92,000 people. Gonna be sick. Gonna be raucous. Gonna be rocking. 92,000 uh, of my closest friends, baby. There it is. The classic saying. Everyone Cla- loves it. Classic uh, saying. As Dana White says, we are revved and ready to go. Uh, that'll Easily be Saturday. the highlight of this weekend, considering this oh is my. the fight card. <laughs> Listen, dude, if if my second TV busted out, I don't even know if I'd get the iPad out for Apex 64. Nah, I'm lying. I actually would. I, I would get the iPad out. I'm just see. I'm just going to have my phone, and I'll go to MMAfighting.com. Great website. Keep great up website. with the the stuff while i'm watching us absolutely curb stomp tennessee into the ground oh please that would be god that would make my i could have a on bad our, week on in, our way in, baby to back to back yeah i was gonna say i need a back-to-back mug I, I have that a very similar mug at my house i love drinking out of it almost every morning uh, but fun. that's UFC apex 64 rodrigo's lemos maybe we'll get a, a straw weight a new straw weight title contender out of this maybe we can get marina a title shot next year uh that's to be seen she's gonna have to win on saturday enjoy the weekend go dogs enjoy the card best of luck on your bets we'll see you next week for 281 baby love you guys Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.